I got nothing to say. Whoa. <laughs> this is stuff you shouldn't say out loud. <laughs> How in the fuck are we friends? I know too much, man. He's a jive motherfucker. Sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife. Sushi Nathan's teaching me about trap. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm teaching you how awful it is. Trap! I, I don't know I'm, anything about trap. I'm starting to sound like an old man. Well, I've, it's been like a gradual thing. But I'm sounding like an old man when it comes to music. I, I started uh, ranting at work the other day about how there's no one who cares about lyrics anymore in the uh, songs. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm to that point. I'm kind of there. Back in you. the day, back in my day, people, they wrote lyrics to their songs. <laughs> this is this is Migos, is that mm-hmm. right? Migos. Migos, like Amigos with no A? Yeah. Stir Fry, is that the song I should pull up? Well, the one I was just playing was Bad and Bougie. Bad and Bougie, all right. His... Female friend is bad and bougie. I've edited that for our listening audience. This is very popular. 488k likes. Yeah. No, everyone likes them. So what distinguishes trap from other other kinds of hip hop music? And from what I can tell, they use a lot of symbols. Okay. And they always say the word trapping. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would be like if, if there was a whole genre of rock music where one of the lyrics in their song was rock. There is. I, I'm playing rock. <laughs> it's called classic rock. Yeah, and it's very bad. No one likes it. It's, but uh, by symbols you mean like hi hats and stuff? Yeah. Kind of eight oh eight hi hat type thing. No, not real. I'm sorry. They there are no real instruments. <laughs> In trap they specifically seem to avoid actual instruments in favor of very, very fake sounding instruments. Okay. Which fine Oh yeah, I like drum machines and stuff. But I mean, you know you're barking you ain't Conway. You ain't Kanye. You know, he can do it. With an eight oh eight? Yeah. And a heartbreak? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, 808's like all Well, I mean, he can do it music. with anything. Yeah, he's a very talented guy. Whether whether you like him as a human being yeah. or not, yeah. he's very good. The people who make uh, Trap, no. <laughs> they, they aren't. They've written, the, the people who produce beats, as far as I can figure out, have produced like three beats that they just cycle through with uh, everyone. Okay. They all sound the same to me. Back in my day, <laughs> hip Kanye was using soul samples. <laughs> Pitching things all around. Putting kids' voices high up on a keyboard. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, I I um I did I mention Limp Biscuit the last podcast? I don't think I did. Uh it was either the last one or the last one before that, Oh, welcome to Sushi Jackknife. Yeah. Hi. That my coworkers didn't know who Limp Biscuit was. Right. Because they're young people. Yeah, that's what yeah. has put me on this whole <laughs> whole I feel old kick. So now every time they bring up music, even though I didn't like Limp Biscuit, yeah. I feel it necessary to defend the music <laughs> I grew up with. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. So I one of the guys I work with only listens to to rap. Mm. Like exclusively rap. And it's all stuff like that. And every time it's just... <laughs> I just have to make that noise at him. <laughs> every time. And then start telling him about real music. Does, he like, does he like old school hip-hop? No. No. No one likes old school hip-hop if they're young enough. Oh, I like it. Oh, I'm well, not young we, enough. We understand. We understand. <laughs> this is No, this is actually an ongoing thing. I okay. saw a whole article about this. Really? The um, All the Lil Rappers... Lils. Not little rappers. They're, they're not little people. Average-sized people. Yeah. But they're lil. Um, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of them who refuse to acknowledge old rap. Why? Like, they're... I can't remember which one it like was. Like, no Run DMC, no Public Enemy. At worse, no Tupac. No Tupac? One of them got asked about Tupac in an interview, and he said, Tupac is boring. <laughs> I'm shocked. I... 
I don't care what genre of music you're in. If you say that, you should be kicked out of music. Wow. This is like the, is it, you know, it always makes me think like in the 70s, it was mm-hmm. like the late 70s. It was like the punks versus like the more like psychedelic people. Yeah. Like the Pink Floyd, like punks hated Pink Floyd. Oh, so much. You know what I mean? But <clears throat> they were they were a response to Pink Floyd. Exactly. Like, yeah. oh, we don't want nine minute songs. We want three minute songs. And they make us feel fucking rad. <laughs> Is that kind of what we're dealing with? You think? I don't. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, it, I don't know. Maybe. Although, I don't want to compare it that way because I like punk and I really yeah. don't like trap. <laughs> 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 it just makes me unhappy. Oh, I'm not saying that like they're you know it's not like one. No, to one. I know. Yeah, uh, the generational aspect the generational of it, thing. Yeah, because yeah. like uh, '80s music is a big um, turning point for a lot of people. You know, like. You either sort of love it or hate it, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of people who like classic rock, I'm going to use my father as an example. Okay. Like, he likes Led Zeppelin and everything. He also likes, like, grunge. Okay. You know, because he was born in... But he hates the 80s? He doesn't like a lot of 80s, no, not really. That's interesting. Tom Petty, but that's about it. I would have figured there was more like a bridge. I don't know what the bridge... In the 80s... Like you, you, it tapers off in the eighties, and then in the nineties, you're done. Yeah. No, I, I try to think of because in the eighties, it was like, at least rock music, I think, was pretty stratified between, like, yeah, like metal, hair metal, hair metal yeah. that kind of thing, and then like new wave or underground kind of stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In in the eighties, you do have you got hair metal. Yeah. And you got really heavy stuff. Really heavy, like and Anthrax then, and yeah. Metallica. And then the culture club <laughs> yeah 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 and like those are very Smiths polarizing choices the cure right yeah yeah it's it's a very there's it, i think we are a very divided culture at that time and mm-hmm. so in many ways you know yeah i i blame reagan yeah oh yeah why did he break music he did well he also helped create it though that's true <laughs> yeah without him there is no nwa it, it, inadvertently yeah he helped yeah <laughs> i mean if it if he hadn't i heard this somewhere i don't know if this is true that the Reagan administration like ended music programs in a lot of black schools. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's true. Is that true? Yeah, and that led to the I've creation heard that of hip hop. Yeah. Well, it. I mean, it didn't necessarily lead to the creation of it, mm-hmm. but it. I think it lent lent to the DIY aspect yes. of early hip hop. Yes, like you you didn't have training. Right, you taught yourself how to do things. Right, that's why you're scratching records and. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, that's what you have available to you. You're doing something, like, completely original. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, as much as we love punk, punk wasn't completely original. No. Well, and <clears throat> as much as you want to say all of it was DIY, yeah. it wasn't. No. Like, no, you, no, no. you start looking at, like, the Sex Pistols. Mm-hmm. Malcolm McLaren bought them everything. You look at the Ramones. They had pretty serious label backing, backing most of their career <laughs> yeah wasn't one of the members of the clash like actually really wealthy mm-hmm. or am i getting that wrong yeah well and then a lot of them too they like you want to say they're it's diy stuff but like i i was reading the um the steve jones biography a while back from, from sex, the pistols. sex pistols guitar player right yeah yeah and all of their equipment was like really high-end professional equipment mm. because either Malcolm McLaren, their manager, bought it for them yeah. or he stole it from David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. I stole stuff from David Bowie's store. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And I'm sure Bowie, at that point, was doing so well he didn't care. No, he probably didn't notice. It's a Coke-fueled yeah. haze. I, I was going to bring this up um, last podcast and i forgot yeah uh i don't know if we've ever discussed this how do you feel about the strokes i like the strokes here's can i tell can i say more than that yeah go ahead i i like the strokes in the sense that when they come on if i'm in a restaurant or something or if they come up on my itunes or something i'm like oh yeah the strokes like that Mm -hmm. stuff is all really solid yeah are they anywhere on my like favorite bands list no Um, because there's no like real content there i mean there's no real like emotional you know what i'm saying yeah there's nothing to connect with it's just good fun rock music yeah. so um uh julian mm-hmm. casablancas lead singer yeah uh last what, night <laughs> <laughs> he he was giving an interview i'm pulling it up right here okay 
He's done some solo records and yeah, stuff. Well, too. and that's that's why he was giving this uh, interview. Okay. Um, with Vulture. Vulture. Um, ha- have you ever heard an interview with him? Uh, I've heard that he's a raving asshole. Is that 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 is, is that true? That is where we're going okay. with this. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> that's what I've heard, Nathan. So, and I'm not going to go through the whole interview because. Lord knows no one has time for that. No. If you really want to see it, go Vulture. Just Google... Julian Casablanca's... Vulture. And vulture. It'll, it'll, you might get a picture of him as a Vulture. It, it'll pull up. Um, but I, I wanted your reaction to this. Um, okay. Let's see. He So his new band is very political. Ah. And he was talking about um, the difference between popular music uh. of the time and what he thinks should be popular. So okay. he so he doesn't think, for instance, um <laughs> I'll I'll just read this exchange. Okay. I don't this is the interviewer. Okay. I don't understand how much of what you're saying about music is based in purely idealistic scenarios or actually plausible ones. Huh. A world in which Ariel Pink is as popular as Ed Sheeran. <laughs> That's what he's brought I up. I like Ariel Pink. Have you heard Ed Sheeran's music? Yeah. Do you like it? It's not my thing. Do you like Ariel Pink? Some of it. Do you think you have good taste in music? <laughs> um, so this is this is where I wanted your reaction. Okay. Knowing how into music you are. Yeah. And you. We both are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know my reaction. I already read this. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> here, we'll, we'll just continue. Actually, we're right where I need to be. Uh, I like prog rock, so I don't know. He doesn't know about Ariel Pink. But I do believe that I understand why the Velvet Underground was not a mainstream band. In what world would the Black Angels' death song ever be widely popular? Okay. And Julian Casablancas replies, What about Loaded? What about rock and roll? Those should have been bigger. Or Jimi Hendrix. People don't realize it took years for him to get the acclaim that he has now. You look at the charts charts back then, and he was at number 300. Oh. He didn't have hits. He was at number 300. I, huh. Now, I want you to think about this logistically before I continue. Okay. Was okay. Jimi Hendrix ever at 300 on a 200 chart? Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to mention, and they're going to bring this up, um, Jimi Hendrix was big enough he closed Woodstock. Yeah. He was the final act. Yeah. He was huge. I don't understand what his... Okay, so he's saying Jimi Hendrix should have been more popular. Okay. The interviewer. Jimi Hendrix was very popular during his lifetime. No, you're seeing it through the rearview mirror. (laughs) That's what he says? Yeah, yeah. Huh. And the interviewer says, but Electric Ladyland was a number one album. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. From what I've seen, I thought he never had any commercial success. Um, so then he continues. Sounds like he heard a thing that was wrong and he just kind of went, yeah. went with it. Well, and that's what I thought. And yeah. I was willing to ignore it. Okay. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to hunt for the exact quote here. Um, but he, he starts talking about other people who should have been popular yeah. in their lifetime. Such as how David Bowie had no success in the 70s. What? What? Okay. David Bo- David Bowie <laughs> should have been more popular in his lifetime. Dur- in the 70s. In the 70s. Specifically during um during all of his heyday. Like really the 70s was David Bowie's heyday. Yeah, I mean he well he had like a kind of a second wind in that, the 80s, but yeah, that, like, that was the Ziggy Stardust yeah. era. That was <laughs> I mean, he kind of made a little splash in the 60s, I feel like. Yeah. A large well, he, splash. He started like late 60s. Yeah. Uh, I believe... Ground Control to Major That was Tom. 69, 70. Okay. And, and then, then the glam rock thing in the 70s. Yeah. Ziggy Stardust. Huge. Um, uh, Rebel Rebel. Yeah. Huge. Fucking Young Americans. Huge. These are all records in the 70s. So, here's here's the question I had for you. Wowzers. Knowing... insane. <laughs> Diamond Dogs. Jesus Christ, all these records! <laughs> He made so many records in the yeah, 70s. Yeah. And all of them were wildly successful. Yeah. I mean, to the point that he he was the one discovering people. Yeah. Like Lou Reed. That, yeah. Yeah. He was Producing that good. Yeah. He, um, he had John Lennon on one of his fucking albums yeah. in the 70s doing Fame. Fame. That's John Lennon. <laughs> okay. So 
the entire interview Who also with Julian Casablancas. wasn't appreciated enough, sorry. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Julian Casablancas <laughs> is talking about his new album. Okay. Which is wildly political. Okay. My question to you, if he can't get the facts that Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix yeah. <laughs> and David and Bowie, Bowie. <laughs> experienced success, <laughs> correct, in an interview, can you listen to an album by Absolutely him? Absolutely not. That has a political slant no. without going, oh, this guy's an idiot and he doesn't know what he's talking about. That's why you don't... Okay. I I I don't really mind politics and music. However, it's very tricky. Mm-hmm. The only band... The only two bands I can think of that have done it really well as their main thing... Like, you might have a political song here or there. Mm-hmm. The two that I can think of that have done it really well are Rage Against the Machine yeah. and Public Enemy. That is correct. And the reason is... They have a historical bent, mm-hmm. and the things they're saying aren't like super. They're specific, but they're not like, you know, well, they're not like ah that policy, you know, Title nineteen seventy five and this amendment they, and blah 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 bullshit. A, yeah, like Chuck D, Zach De La Roca, they have. They have knowledge of what's happened yes, exactly. in the past. And lots they're of not going to give an interview right. where you're listening to them going, oh. <laughs> they're stupid people. Yeah, they're well they're read. They're very stupid. They're this, incredibly <laughs> intelligent people. This guy is a, is a fucking idiot. This is um, <laughs> this is the sort of thing that is wildly detrimental. Oh yeah, it's very detrimental <laughs> to to any political movement. To music, also. <laughs> well, to music and to yeah his politic his politics. Absolutely. I mean, he's definitely left leaning here. Yeah, I hope so. We, and we, the right think. people hate celebrities that don't know what they're talking about yeah uh <laughs> but you know we should have known a long time ago because on the first strokes record mm-hmm. it's one of the last songs might be the last song literally the only lyrics in the song are i got nothing to say <laughs> i got nothing to say i got nothing to say i got nothing to say yeah 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 <laughs> should have took your own advice and there stick buddy. there <laughs> <laughs> yeah and Jimi Hendrix had no success. That's how could he possibly know anything? <laughs> I don't. He doesn't seem like he lives in a fact-based world. No, no. no. Well, and I want to. I want to meet the person <laughs> who told him that Jimi Hendrix was charting at three hundred at the time. I just want to see the look on their face because I feel like <laughs> it was a thing where they're just like messing with him. I think so. <laughs> they were fucking with him, and but... they they read this interview and went. Huh. <laughs> you know who told him that? Quincy Jones. <laughs> Quincy's been going off the handle. Oh, he's lost. Did we talk about Quincy? Oh man, no, we haven't. Oh fuck, we got to talk about Quincy. There, there's so much. I I had to stop reading bits oh, of man. what he said because I'm like, this is all I'm going to get down it's, the rest of my life. <laughs> it's. I mean, he's an old guy at this point. I think he's. I'm just playing some trap in the background. Oh yeah, uh, just for you. Um, Ugh, he. So I'm getting distracted by the trap now. Um, he. Um, this was been, also Vulture, by the way. Vulture's really getting the stuff. I don't know Vulture at all. It's. Um, I'm not sure if it's associated with AV Club or what, but it's. It's just one of those websites, and they get a lot of interviews. Oh, the the Quincy thing is yeah, Vulture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's been working since what the late '50s, I think. I want to say. <laughs> well, and. So I have the interview pulled up. Okay, me too. First first question. You worked with Michael Jackson more than anyone he wasn't related to. What's something people don't understand about him? I hate to get into this publicity, but Michael stole a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, from the start. He's just like, ah, oh, no. Off the dome. Yeah. Uh, Donna M- Summer, State of Independence. Michael Jackson's dead. Jean. I'm just going to air all this dirty laundry out real quick. <laughs> the notes don't lie, man. <laughs> he was as Machiavellian as they come. Oh, my God. The guy says, how so? And he says, greedy, man. Greedy. Don't stop till you get enough. Uh, Gle- Greg Filangani's Phil- wrote the C-section. Michael should have given him 10% of the song. Wouldn't do it. <laughs> wow <laughs> it's like every i mean we're i'm three questions into this interview and every one of them you're like whoa 
this is stuff you shouldn't say out loud. <laughs> what, what, what about outside of music? What's misunderstood about Michael? Quincy says, I used to kill him about the plastic surgery, man. He'd always justify it and say it was because of some disease he had. Bullshit. <laughs> when, when I get to be Quincy Jones's age, I like, I'm, I've always been looking forward to this my entire life. Because you're at that age where you just don't care, don't care anymore. anymore. I I specifically relate this to uh, my wife's grandmother. My grandmother-in-law? Is that an official yeah, title? Sure. Um, <laughs> Your G-ma-in-law. When, when, she, when she was still with us, she was the type of old lady who, if you showed up wearing a stupid-looking shirt, for instance... She is going to go, oh, what are you wearing? I don't like it. You should wear something different now. Yep. And I, since I've been like 15, have been looking forward to the day. That you get to do that. that I'm, I'm of the age that I can go, oh, what you're saying is stupid. That's a stupid thing to say. And people will go, I mean, he's old. It's he, fine. Don't, don't argue with grandpa. Don't, don't be offended by it. It's just, he's from a different time. And I'll be sitting there going, he was always like this. He's always been like this. He's been craving it for decades. <laughs> um, you just mentioned the Clintons, who are friends of yours. Why is there still such visceral dislike of them? Wow, interviewer. What are other people not seeing in Hillary, for example, that you see? Quincy says, it's because there's a side of her. When you keep secrets, they backfire. Guy says, like, what secrets? He's like, this is something else I shouldn't be talking about. Yeah, no shit, Quincy, man. Come Which, on. How far into the interview did he realize there were things he wasn't supposed to be talking about? You sure seem to know a lot. I know too much, man. <laughs> What's something? That's like the guy on, that's something a guy on death row says. Like, I, I know too much. Too much, man. <laughs> Seen too much. What's something you wish you didn't know? Who killed Kennedy. Who did it? <laughs> Chicago moms, mobster. M- momster. That's the cuter version of a mobster. Chicago momster. <laughs> Tina. Tina. <laughs> yeah, it's a block. Chicago mobster Sam G- uh, Giancana. Giancana? The connection was there between Sinatra and the mafia and Kennedy. Joe Kennedy, he was a bad man. He came to Frank to have him talk to Giancana about getting votes. Wow. Holy shit. Um, did you see the thing about the Beatles? I haven't got that far yet. What were your first impressions of the Beatles? That they were the worst musicians in the world. They were no playing motherfuckers. (laughs) Paul was the worst bass player I ever heard. Oh my god. And Ringo, don't even talk about it. (laughs) Oh my god. I remember once we were in the studio with George Martin and Ringo, and Ringo had taken three hours for a four-bar thing he was trying to fix on a song. (laughs) He couldn't get it. We said, mate, why don't you go get some lager and lime, some shepherd's pie, and take an hour and a half and relax. He's like being really shitty about British people, isn't he? So he did, and we called Ronnie Verrill, a jazz drummer. Ronnie came in for 15 minutes and tore it up. Ringo comes back and says, George, can you play it back for me one more time? So George did, and Ringo says, that didn't sound so bad. And I said, yeah, motherfucker, because it ain't you. <laughs> Great guy, though. <laughs> well, I mean, that's nice. Um, okay, so here, the, this really explains the interview in a nutshell perfectly. Uh, what about the alleged behavior of a friend of yours, like Bill Cosby? Is it hard to square what he's been accused of with the person you know? <laughs> it was all of them. Brett Ratner, Weinstein, Weinstein, he's a jive motherfucker. <laughs> Wouldn't return my five calls. A bully. What about Cosby, though? What about it? Were the allegations a surprise to you? We can't talk about this in public, man. <laughs> I'm sorry to jump around. Be a Pisces. Jam. Jam. <laughs> <laughs> I what I don't know anything about astrology. What is a Pisces? What a Pisces? Um, my mom's a Pisces. A Pisces is the the fish okay. that swim in two directions all the time. I want to 
I want to know more Pisces in life just so I can tell them to jam. Jam. I feel like you're not allowed to tell <laughs> now people the other people to jam, just Pisces. You want to know a little bit about Pisces? Sure. Since we're on the topic. I'm All I know about astrology is I'm an Aries. Oh, really? And I don't know what that means. How in the fuck are we friends? I don't know what that means, so oh, we shouldn't that probably ties into it. <laughs> mm. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, I'm a Scorpio. Okay. Yeah. Don't know what that means either. So Pisces. Pisces is the 12th astrological sign in the zodiac. And awaiting more information. Oh, here are some... Here's some Pisces for you. Maybe this will be a window. Okay. Rihanna. Uh-huh. Bieber. Okay. Einstein. Nope. Steve now I'm Jobs. confused. <laughs> Steve Jobs. Floyd Mayweather. No, I'm very confused now. Eva Mendez. None of these seem to tie into each other. George Washington and Daniel Craig. No, they don't. <laughs> it's because... What do George Washington, Daniel Craig, and Floyd okay. Mayweather have in common? <laughs> They're all... And Quincy Jones. Um... Pisces are very friendly, so they often find themselves in the company of very different people. They're selfless. They are always willing to help others. Uh, they like being alone, sleeping, music, romance, visual media, swimming. Swimming? Visual media? Everyone likes swimming. Well, unless you can't swim. I'm I'm neutral on swimming, I'll be honest. Yeah? I really don't care. I, like, I prefer floating. If I never swam again, I'd be okay with it. Aw. Uh, strengths are compassion, artistic, intuitive, gentle, wise, musical, weaknesses, fearful, overly trusting, sad, desire to escape reality, <laughs> sad. Is sad <laughs> a weakness? That's what, apparently. <laughs> so let's look I at feel sad. Weak! Aries, oh my god. You're weak! <laughs> Aries and Scorpio. Um, uh, should we do, oh, let's do a romance instead of friendship. You, you want to know if we're romantically yeah. compatible? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I can tell you we're not romantically compatible. <laughs> Why ever would that be? Um, all right, here we go. <clears throat> all right, Aries and Scorpio. Sexual intimacy and compatibility. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Nathan. <laughs> we should rethink our choices. <laughs> Aries and Scorpio. Are signs with an unbreakable bond. Okay. Aries is our first breath. Scorpio is our last. They are two sides of the same coin. Both ruled by Mars, a planet of instincts, necessities of the body, and sexuality as one of these. Okay, so people actually take this stuff seriously. Oh, yeah. I just... When they are in a sexual relationship, it can be difficult to set all of the aggression aside. Not only are they both ruled by Mars, but Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, too. Pluto is known for its destructive qualities, usually related to sexual repression. Uh-oh. And it can, intens <laughs> <laughs> it can intensify all things. Sex primarily. So they are basically a combination of everything we don't want to deal with when it comes to sex, taboos, and instinctive sexual behavior. Wow. Okay, let's go back to friendship. That was, um, that was a little... All right, I, I've pulled up Aries' friendship here. Okay. I want you to tell me, because I I don't live outside of myself, so I can't tell... Okay. ...whether these three things apply to me. Oh, okay. This is why Aries make great friends. Okay. Number one! <laughs> Aries naturally have a wide-open view of the world. They view each moment in relationship as a new opportunity to express themselves and gather more life experience. That doesn't sound like you at all. Okay. <laughs> to be I don't a dick, know it does like... or not. I, I don't know if that's a negative or a positive thing. I really can't tell. <laughs> Number two. Aries legendary spontaneity. All right, we'll stop it right there. You're not spontaneous. <laughs> Means that you'll never know what's around the corner no. within their company. No. Number three. <laughs> One of Aries's. Aries's? Air, yeah, sure. Mottos is never miss out and when you're by their side neither will you oh wow what website are you on uh, um www.horoscope.com wow i'm on astrobix.com mm -hmm. a friendship between an aries and a scorpio is like a friendship between two very similar people okay now we're getting somewhere they both like power hmm and this sometimes leads to conflicts between them 
But if they learn to cooperate with instead of fighting against each other, they can go far. Aries are more likely to take the first step and initiate things that they would both w- that they both would work for. But Scorpio tend to be more resolute and more focused as the work progresses. This is like opposite. Okay. Yeah. Aries <laughs> is express loyalty in their to their friendship fiercely, but Scorpio has a deeper devotion to their friendship. I don't know what that means. Uh, now, here's an issue. This As is, an Aries, this, yeah. it says one of the colors I should avoid is dark blue. Okay. Because it's it's uh, stayed and traditional. Huh. Dark blue doesn't bring out Aries' vivacity. Oh, vivacity. And may make them feel awkward. Is that my problem? I love blue. <laughs> I think you're misaligned with your astrological sign, man. Well, I'm right on the edge. Oh, what's the other one? Well, no. I, I mean, what's before Aries? I don't know. But, like, Aries starts on the 21st. Of? My birthday is 27th of March. March, okay. Yeah. It's coming up here. Oh, see, that's a thing, too. We're in my, Aries season. My birthday is the 27th of October. So, I don't know if I... Hmm. I just uh, slightly missed what should be my astrological sign. My guess is... Um, it's all nonsense, and I don't have to listen to any of it. <laughs> Nathan, you might be a Pisces because my mom's birthday is March 11th. Well, I'm not. She's a Pisces. Okay, so twenty first. I've looked it up. So that's the cutoff. I'm right. I'm right there, right on the line. Well, your birthday is the twenty first. Twenty seventh. Twenty seventh. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, I'm less than a week away from so the line. Maybe here. you have some Pisces like characteristics, though. Or it's all gibberish and doesn't mean anything. <laughs> that could also be true. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't want to ruin. Um, the thoughts of anyone. Sorry, just a little more trap. I don't want to ruin the thoughts of anyone who is a believer in astrological signs. Yeah. Um, but if you really believe in them, you're an idiot. Okay. <laughs> well. Um, let's see. I mean, mine's always kind of um, been applicable to me. Like, there's an intensity kind of passionate that's a very gen- general thing though. To that can apply to everyone i suppose that's true yeah it would be really weird if a person read that and went i'm never passionate about anything <laughs> do you know your myers-briggs we've talked about this i think um i did it at one point i don't remember what it was mine's pretty bang on i'm an enfp um let's see i was looking to see on the relationship stuff and while you're waiting There's a lot of repetition in this. They're not really... Yeah. It's not, no, that's that's the issue with Trap, okay. is they write, like, three sections yeah. and just cycle through them over and over. Yeah, it's not like a rap song in the sense of, like, verses and hooks. It's more like a rap song in the sense that no one knows how to sing, and so they just say words. <laughs> <laughs> and and they rhyme. Yeah. For the most but part. But they're like... It's like a... It seems like a very particular rhyme scheme. Well, it seems... Yeah, it's, it's a very particular... Uh, rhyme scheme and also it feels a lot like someone got a rhyming dictionary yeah and just went to town on that thing <laughs> like you're not you're not doing like multiple uh syllables or anything that right. rhyme. It's, right it's that one word at the end of the line every time <laughs> um yeah no uh none of the relationship stuff applies to me either <laughs> okay so i don't really know that you're aries man Let's no see. i am that's how it works no but like but like i wonder if you're closer to you don't seem pisces though because like my, like i say my mom's pisces and i i don't know if i seem pisces totally, or not because totally see it as previously stated it means nothing <laughs> pisces and scorpio i feel like our uh friendly neighborhood tarot card reader would probably be upset that i'm saying things yeah. like this oh i think she would it's been a while since we had our tarot read yeah we well, should do that again sometime i mean i i generally think most of that was gibberish too well see i got <laughs> i got a lot from out the, of it. the self-analyzing portions of it yeah yeah no that yeah that's been driving a lot of uh, a lot of thoughts for me for the last few years actually um but I, I actually, I went to this website, yeah, horoscope.com, for, yeah. The, 
<laughs> for those who didn't catch it's it. It's a the resource. First time. Thinking I'd get to see a horoscope. Because I've never looked at a horoscope. Like, really. Like a day-to-day yeah. horoscope? Like, what's today for you? Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to have one. <laughs> Which is an interesting choice for their, their website here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pisces, Scorpio and Pisces, friendship. The eighth sign of the zodiac, Scorpio, is a feminine, fixed, negative water sign. It is represented by the planetary symbol, Scorpion. Uh-huh. <laughs> that seems right. That adds up. Scorpios are fiercely ambitious, driven, fearless, and persistent. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 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 Where's the bit about being frenzies? <laughs> Pisces is the last and twelfth sign of the zodiac. Feminine, mutable, negative, water sign. Da-da-da-da-da-da. And, ah, March 20th. Okay, I see. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know what we're agreeing with. Yeah. I don't it's just... Um, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of over this, actually. I'm with you. Yeah, it, well, it's gibberish. I don't know this total gibberish, but it's... I don't but, know. But, okay. A lot of what you I find... I want you to explain to me. <laughs> Scientifically. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not... Look, I'm, <laughs> look, I'm not apologizing... To that level. How how any about of this Zodiac. makes sense? I don't know, Nathan. I I I leave space in life These, for a mystery. But this like astrology is directly meant for the people who experience deja vu, for instance. Yeah. And go, wow, I remember that happening. That was a psychic event. <laughs> not oh, my brain fired in a weird way, and it felt like I remembered something. Yeah. Yeah. It's directly meant for those people. Yeah. I have a coworker who, uh, because she has had multiple moments of deja vu, feels like she's psychic. Really? And and I'm not... This she is, means it. Yeah, she actually legitimately thinks she has psychic moments. That's interesting. She just can't control it. Hmm. No. <laughs> but I would guarantee you she would look at this astrology... And be all over that. It's worth saying if you had enough deja vu, you would be thinking that you had a brain disorder. <laughs> You'd be wondering. See, it, yeah. <laughs> I would rather be her because if I had a yeah. lot of deja vu, it would be a lot nicer to go, wow, I've got a unique power. Not, hmm, how much <laughs> does a brain scan cost me? <laughs> um, <laughs> Is it covered in my... Oh. Is it voluntary at this point? Is there a way that I can... <laughs> yeah, is it voluntary? Do I need to have a doctor refer me? <laughs> Should I venture into the black market for brain scans? <laughs> yeah, I I would immediately go there. I just gotta get scanned, man. So, really, I mean, this is a thing I've run into a lot in my life. Being a scien- scientifically minded person... Yes. Like, I want, I want proof. I want science... Stuff. On, yeah, on anything yeah, like this. Absolutely. Um, being that person, it's really difficult <laughs> in some moments of life because you can't just go, it's the universe, man. <laughs> like you, you go, oh, no, that's because of this. And then you start thinking, am I dying? <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it a tumor? Is a tumor causing me to have this deja vu? Things like that. Of course. Of course. It would be nicer if I um, was willing to ignore logic. <laughs> Some, You know what? I, I compl- You know what? Just listening to something about that today. I was listening to a, an Alan Watts book. Uh-huh. You familiar with no. Alan Watts? He, he, was, he, was, he was pretty awesome. Um, I don't know how to quite to describe him, but do yourself a little... A little googling, and you'll—he's a—he's a deep subject. Okay, he's you're kind of a spiritual, f- philosophical guy. He—he's one of the people who brought like Eastern thought to the West. It, it, the, the beginning oh, he, of that, he culturally appropriated that a little bit. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> Lena Dunham hates him so much. <laughs> um, he was talking about this is a book he wrote in the 50s. I mean, pretty ahead of its time in some ways. Mm -hmm. He's talking about, you know, scientific worldview and kind of, you know, obviously 
accounting for that versus a religious worldview is like, well, you know, a religious worldview keeps you future focused. Mm -hmm. And there's like a, a, there's a purpose behind that because you'll put up with a lot more bullshit in your life, you know, in back in the old feudal days, for example. Right. um, If you think that at the end, you're going to get a great reward, right? And so he's not he's not anti-science because he's like, well, that obviously we needed to get out of that right. mode. But science keeps us sort of focused in the the past in a sense of like, well, here's how things are. Here's how things have happened. Here's how things, you know, mm-hmm. happen. Um, and he's just arguing for like a present moment kind of, you know, consciousness right. kind of thing to keep you. Well, because you can't because the past is gone and the future hasn't happened yet. Right. So, um. So yeah, I don't know. It was just a little thought on that. Yeah, I um, it it reminds me. There's um, there was a speech. I well, I don't know if it was a speech or just an essay, uh, from Kurt Vonnegut. Everyone knows I'm very fond of you are of the Kurt, um, the Kurt. So for people who don't know about Kurt Vonnegut, he was a uh, he was a secular humanist. Ah, meaning fancy way of saying he's an atheist. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he, he had this whole thing about how people, like, there, there is a feeling of superiority amongst people like that. Sure. And there shouldn't be, because people who are willing to believe in things and stuff like that have something to live for. (laughs) Exactly. That's, that's what Alan Watson said, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it makes me think of. Yeah. And he... He has nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, oh. for us that have logic, it it it's awful. <laughs> right. We, we have nothing left. Right. Right. To, to hope for this is what we have. Right. And, this doesn't mean that you should like pick up a religion if you no. But aren't this religious. Is, but. This is where like not not necessarily religion, but like astrology and stuff right. like that in my life. I'm like I don't. There's it no would be nice if I bought into it. Yeah. I can't. Right. I just can't do it. <laughs> right. I start reading it and I go, no. <laughs> like, there's studies out there that I think this has been been shown that, you know, having religion that you're, you know, congruent with, that you're comfortable yeah. with, you know, does increase your happiness and decrease your anxiety. Well, and I mean, there's, there is a reason, if, if you want to get down to it, that humans invented religion. Absolutely. And, I mean, ignoring... Like if you if you are a religious person and you yeah. you have a one true religion that you believe in, sure, you know that there are eight hundred other religions oh, that you don't believe. Are we true. can invent one right now, right? Yeah, there's a reason all those are invented. Yes, and it's because it's comforting. It's it comforting. makes you feel good. Yes, and uh, I feel like astrology feels it. It slips into that same thing. Absolutely, it's you, a way. It's it's a it's a an attempt to tell the future. Well, and it's right? an attempt to make sense of seemingly random things that happen in life. Right. If, because, like, horoscopes, generally, I'm assuming, are vague enough that they can apply to everything. Yeah, that's kind of the case. So if, you know, if it says, this month you'll have good fortune, well, that could mean anything from, I found a dollar. Right. (laughs) To, you know, I got a new job. Right. Either one of those fits that. (laughs) And you can go... Wow. Okay. It's, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, that okay. was. I saw that coming. E- even good things. It's comforting to know yes, that something that, good's going to happen. Yeah. And you know what? Arguably, if you have that mindset, mm-hmm. you'll you'll see it in the world. You know what I mean? That's you'll, true. You'll 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 interpret events in your life through that lens. That that's the whole. Uh, that's the whole. Um, Oh, what the like, question? No, not the question. The, the answer. The secret. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's the whole theory behind that. Yeah. Yeah. You, if you think it, it's going to come true. Well, I mean, it, it'll probably come true in some <laughs> very loose. <laughs> I do. You, you do have to. Well, okay. The, so the thing is, and I've learned this from multiple places, is like you, if you really want something, and this is not like a material thing. This is, I mean, I guess it Anything. could be, but yeah. but usually it's something out of life that you want. You know, something you want out of life. And you, you, you sort of set the intention that you want that and mm-hmm. that you're going to work towards that. But you let go of how you get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
and and it can't be overly specific again but that i have found that works well and uh, yeah it definitely does a letting I, go works yeah uh, from from the opposite perspective yeah as a very realist person <laughs> if i am going i want to do this well the likelihood of me ever finishing that <laughs> is pretty slim which is my default my default position if i start to do something i immediately go hey I, it it's a it's not going to work. <laughs> then, yeah, it's obviously not going to work if I go work. into it thinking that. Exactly, exactly. So I, I constantly, being the realist that hates horoscopes and doesn't believe in any of this nonsense, right? <laughs> have to fight that. Whereas if you start from horoscope, you get to work your way back down. <laughs> I'm going uphill all the time. Sure, sure. No, I mean, and you know what? It's no I, good. You know what? I find um, I'm an I'm an optimist generally, and I find people like you refreshing actually mm-hmm. because because the problem with being optimistic, or at least being the kind of optimist that I am, is you. I see opportunity everywhere, mm-hmm. and it, it makes it very difficult to actually make decisions too too much opportunity too much opportunity you want to narrow that down yeah and you gotta and and the only way i've been able to do it for myself is just kind of test it out in the world Mm -hmm. you know i try something so so you need people like me to narrow down your opportunity it helps yeah um okay well i'm gonna do that real quick (laughs) okay (laughs) um in case you you were thinking about it no you can't be a rapper oh Trap or otherwise. <laughs> that occurred to me once in my life. Did you know that? Uh, that you wanted to be a rapper? Just to ever a so, trap rapper? Not a trap rapper. This is before trap existed. In the trap? Ever so briefly. Wow. It's the rhyme scheme. It's every, every one of them. It's just... Yeah. It's just... Oh, it's yeah. so There's something about the rhythm of it, too, that's not as pleasing as other rappers. All of it's very bad. <laughs> I, so I can't be a rapper. What else? Yeah. Um, fashion model? Oh. Uh, nah. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> now, why is that? Yeah, you, no. You, you, you aren't cut out for it. I mean, look! Look at this! Look! Look at! I like this. Look what you're rocking right now. I'm like what I'm rocking. You've got a 30 year old T-shirt. <laughs> I don't know how old that T-shirt this is. This is a pretty old T-shirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and the hat that you always wear, which that is your trademark. I'll give you the Thank trademark you. hat. Thank you. But it makes my head. You know what's the problem with the hat is? It makes up for the lack of hair, but it. Uh, your house is noise? making spaceship noises. Yeah, it's gone. Okay. Um, the hat, you know, it's making up for the lack of hair, but it, like, squeezes on my head all day, and I feel like I have to take it off you, to think. You clearly. know what you need. What? So if you're if you're making up for the lack of hair. Yeah. But you don't want your head squeezed. Wig. You know what? Just a big, not, not like a sensible wig. Not a sensible like a, wig? Like, think fro. Ah, go for it, <laughs> like, is what you're saying. Well, have you seen Welcome Back, Cotter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go go for that. <laughs> go full Cotter. Just something yeah. completely ridiculous <laughs> that no one's going to believe. And then if you want to wear your hat, <sighs> you can just jam all that in that hat. Maybe I could get like a like like green or blue or something. Oh, it, let's not get crazy. I always wanted that. I always wanted that. <laughs> no, that's not that's not in your wheelhouse. Oh, come on. <laughs> See? He just did it again, everybody. <laughs> He's helping me make decisions. <laughs> I, yeah it's it's Fashion uh, model. fuck you <laughs> i i honestly i think i would be concerned if i met the person who was well adjusted in between the the pessimist and optimist like yeah. perfectly yeah well adjusted yeah. in the middle where they don't need anyone else that would be a bizarre person. I feel like that's the person who becomes like the serial killer. That's a sociopath. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't need another person. I'm good. I think the world's <laughs> terrible, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> and see, I can help people who don't see a lot of opportunities see opportunity yeah. in things, right? 
Like I have a friend who is, you know, her tendency is to uh, not, is to think about how she's going to feel before she tries something. Mm -hmm. And that keeps her from trying things. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. Okay. Well, you need me too. Um, (laughs) Versus like just kind of doing something and seeing what the hell happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's like how you die. So, well, I mean, it depends on what you're doing. <laughs> I'm just going to try this and see how how it goes. Oh, a speedball's a bad idea. I died. <laughs> well, at least you didn't advance the species. <laughs> eight ball. You said speedball. Yeah, speed What's a speedball over an eight? The same thing? I'm sure it's the same yeah. thing. Do Don't worry they, about it. Do they know about it? Do they um, know about it in the, uh, in the trap world? What do you think the drug of choice is in this scene? Oh, lean. All day long. Lean? Oh, lean. Is that... What's lean? Lean is, uh... It's the scissor. It's syrup? Okay. Yeah. You get you get that cough syrup, you mix it with a sugary soda. Oh, boy. And you drink that all day long. So none of these people have teeth. No, it's you're a saying. terrible idea. Did I tell you about this? You did tell me about this a while ago, yeah. I watched yeah. a documentary, for the people who aren't you, <laughs> <laughs> talking about the rappers that... Uh, drink lean scissorp uh, it's prescription cough syrup mixed with sprite and they'll throw in like some jolly ranchers because why the fuck not uh, <laughs> you might as well but there was a guy on this documentary and i don't know what it says about me that like this documentary there's a lot of horror stories about all the stuff that happened when you got hooked on this prescription <laughs> this prescription cough syrup but the thing that struck home to me the most <laughs> was this guy who had been hooked on it and got off of it. But when he got off of it, had like fifteen to twenty thousand wor- dollars worth of dental oh, work no. because he'd been drinking this stuff every day nonstop Fuck, for years. Oh my god! I mean, it's just like having sugar constantly in your mouth. Yeah. What 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 were the what are the effects of? Like, how does that make them feel? Is it like a depressant or? It it does. It slows everything down. Uh, it slows everything yeah. down. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's when they call it lean. Yeah. Because you yeah. lean. Yeah. I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. okay. It's the history of it was blues musicians. Okay. Started with, um, they would mix like over the counter cough syrup. Yeah. With beer. Ew. Yeah. It's a really gross idea. It sounds awful. And it just developed from there. <laughs> Wow. So blues and, musicians going back to what, the like, 50s or Like something? 60s, 70s. Okay. From what they were okay. saying. And n- now it's like Southern rappers okay. specifically, specifically do this. Um, it's a very bad idea. <laughs> How do you get the prescription cough syrup? I mean, Black market. Black market for it. Yeah. Huh? yeah. I mean, the same way you get any other drug, I guess. I, I, guess I don't so. know how you buy drugs. If I wanted to try a drug, I'd have no idea how to get it. Oh, we could figure it out. Well, I'm sure you can figure yeah. it out. But I... Just like offhand... Like, let's say one day... Like, right now I'm reading a book called The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test. Oh, yeah! Okay. Uh, that's, um... No. I can't think of Ken Kesey? No. no. Well, it's about him. It's about Ken yeah. Kesey. Okay. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> I like reading that. First off, I don't want to try acid. No. Every story involving acid in that book, you're like, oh, all all the bad things keep happening this sounds like when a they're fucking on nightmare. the acid. Yeah. <laughs> it does not sound great. But if I wanted to, yeah. I don't know how you get it. I don't Do you know walk to... around to people you know and go, hey, so like acid, right? <laughs> I think acid's probably harder to get than other stuff. Because yeah. acid's not as like I mean, I, I bet if you're a drug dealer, you're like, do I buy more lean this week? Do I buy more acid? Well, I, you like, know, like, <laughs> and I've known, I've known people in my life, like weed. Yeah. That they know how to get weed. Oh, you meet pot dealers everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anything beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> anything, anything that hasn't been decriminalized in most <laughs> cities. I don't know. So if, if, if a guy is trying to sell you weed and you're like, you know, I was thinking of something a little more exotic 
Where do I, where do I, I go for that? I was hoping to experience many colors, <laughs> if you get my drift. <laughs> hmm? Oh. <clears throat> I just don't know how anyone decides to do anything like that. I knew a lot of people back in Georgia that did tons of acid in high school. Well, I guess... Not, not. I guess that really not at our high school, but at, at you know when they were in high school. That that kind of helps though if yeah. you're in Georgia. Yeah. Because what else are you gonna do? That's a good point. Well, you're from fucking Kansas. Yeah, but I'm from <laughs> I'm from a suburb of Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's like a real area. <laughs> yeah, there was always uh, where. Speaking of pot, there were always helicopters flying over because mm-hmm. we were in a rural area yeah. when I was in high school. And they, they they would occasionally find a field of marijuana, and they would just burn it down. <laughs> Seems like a great way to get the whole county high. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, that was the strategy. If you really wanted to, just wait until they find that field, like have the police scanner, and then just go there. <laughs> Legal high. <laughs> you just stand there and breathe. <laughs> oh ah. yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But yeah, people were doing that. People were meth was big in well, my day, and still. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's still big. It's still got a hold. I don't know if you've heard of Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, that's what that was all about. People were when I worked at a hotel. People were trying to make it in the hotel rooms a couple times. I so most of my relatives live in Oklahoma, huh. and every Oklahoma news story I've heard in the last couple of years has been. <laughs> Uh, a person in Walmart oh, trying man. to make meth. This has happened multiple in times. In Walmart? They, so there's a method, apparently. Method. <laughs> For meth. Oh. <laughs> um, that involves just shaking oh, stuff in an this. empty soda bottle. In an empty soda bottle, yeah. But if you do it the wrong way, it explodes. Oh, my God. And this has happened multiple times. Oh, my God. In Oklahoma, specifically, because they're... They they ain't so bright. <laughs> They're just like walking through Walmart. I I would love to see the reaction on like a cashier's face when they see a person just walk by shaking their bottle, <laughs> just shaking it vigorously. Like no, I don't know. And what then that they is. explode. Yeah. <laughs> and then I mean, it never kills anyone from what I've heard. It's always it's just, not a big explosion. Yeah. Okay. It's just always like, oh, well, that was a really bad idea, and now you're arrested. Yeah, and your hand is all fucked up. And you can't possibly make, like, that much meth oh, out just, of that, I would assume. A, you just need enough for the moment, man. Yeah. But, I mean, oh. you gotta be doing that all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the, a lot of Coke bottle shaking. Well. I'm uh, assuming two liter. I wonder In if, my head, that's what it is. I wonder if people using meth have, like, theories about what kind of soda bottle is better, like... <laughs> I blew up because you used the Dr. Pepper, man. It's got to be Mountain Dew. It's got to be Mountain Dew. I only use Coke Zero. Yes. You know this about me. <laughs> Not the Cherry Coke Zero. No! <laughs> you put that bottle back, Martin. Man, Their friend's Martin. I remember when they had Code Red. That was the best thing to make meth in. <laughs> <laughs> that would be correct. That would be. That stuff was so gross. Uh, just... That's one of those things that you just look at it and immediately feel gross. I haven't had a Mountain Dew, and I don't know when. Mountain Dew, I've had a couple. Well, I have no desire to have a Mountain Dew. And that's one of those that when you have it, it's kind of like a weird guilty feeling. It absolutely is. You should feel bad. It's not really any worse than, like, I'll have a Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah. It's not worse than having a Diet Coke. Not really. really. Not really. But just the idea of it, you're like, oh, I hope no one, I hope no one catches me drinking this. <laughs> it has <laughs> negative connotations, for sure. It and definitely has negative they're gonna connotations. They're going to think I'm on my way to the nearest NASCAR race. <laughs> Either that, or you're just going to go home and play more video games. That's true. It's I don't know how those two things are equated, but they it's, are. You're either an indoor kid that is afraid of the sun. <laughs> indoor kid. I like that. <laughs> or... Or someone who probably sees the sun through the hole in the top of your your trailer home. Every morning when you wake yeah. up. Can't quite fix it. You yeah. don't have enough money for that. But that same damn bird comes and shits through that hole every <laughs> Sunday morning. I don't know how much it fix it costs to fix a double wide, but you you can't pay that. <laughs> well if maybe You spend it all on that That's right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife. She was snoring the whole time. I know. She was snoring. It's awful. Oh boy, right Nathan. At <clears throat> right at us. She's staring at me with that weird eye thing that they do. Yeah, you got a weird ass dog. He's telling me. Yet. Still? No, I haven't.